0: This is the John Oakley Show Podcast.
1: You may have noticed, or you may have heard on one of our newscasts, that uh, Minister Bill Blair, who is Minister of Border Security and Crime Reduction, that's an interesting title, and the first time it's ever been used to describe a minister, I might add, but anyway, I guess we need it. Um, minister Blair announced $11 million to support Ontario's guns and gang reduction strategy. And, and I'm I read that today, and I thought, you know, I remember meeting Bill Blair for the first time. He was probably on the job as Toronto's chief of police. So this goes back a few years, um, maybe for a week or two. And um, it was taste of the Danforth. And I went to uh, an area where uh, you could get a beverage and sit down and talk. And uh, there was an imposing man in the chief's uniform, probably standing, well, I'm 5'10". And so he's probably standing 6'4". 6'5", maybe. He's an imposing man, and uh, I, I knew who he was, and so I introduced myself, and um, we were friendly, and I would say that if I met him today, we'd still be friendly. I like Bill Blair, uh, but I I have honestly believed from the time he took on this set of responsibilities that this was almost a hey, Bill, you do this, you represent Toronto, and Toronto needs uh, some special attention, and when we throw money at the wall, uh, you'll be the guy who throws it. It's it's almost like that. And I don't mean to diss Bill Blair in any way, but that's the impression that I get. So there he is uh, earlier today announcing that we're getting $11 million to fight uh, the guns and gangs issue. And uh, parenthetically, it doesn't say in any of the material that I've got, but I happen to look it up, that he announced $13 million for Saskatchewan. So uh, you figure it out. Here's uh, the Minister of Border Security and Organized Crime Reduction, Bill Blair.
0: Rising rates of violence are not just happening, of course, in big cities. Smaller cities are facing this challenge as do rural and indigenous communities. And shootings have now become the most common method of homicide and gang-related homicides are perhaps the most concerning of of these incidents of violence. Gang-related homicides in Canada's largest cities have nearly doubled since 2013.
1: So I don't argue with that at all. He has the statistics. We use them here when we talk about guns and gangs. It seems to take a turn for the worse in the summer in Toronto. And as you know, 2018 was our worst year yet for gun violence. Uh, Blair says that action is needed now. Hello, the Bill. government
0: of Canada is not waiting to tackle this problem head-on. We've acted quickly to provide support for communities experiencing the devastating effect of gun violence and gang activity, and and we recognize these are not simply problems that you can merely arrest your way out of, but we have to invest in our kids and in our communities to address the circumstances that give rise to violence. And that is why we have announced up to $327.6 million over a five-year period in new funding to help support a variety of initiatives and reduce gun crime and criminal gang activities across the country.
1: So, this is eleven point three million dollars, and it's over a period of two years and it's supposed to help uh, Ontario uh, take action in the in the guns and gangs area. I've got to tell you, that's not an awful lot of money, and it pales by comparison to uh, back in the in the heat of the summer when we were experiencing uh, virtually a shooting a day, if not more. Uh, the announcement by uh, Doug Ford at the time of twenty five million, and I believe there is twenty five million being allocated by uh, the people who were at City Hall at that time under Mayor Tory. Who of course, remains at City Hall along with uh, half a number of councillors. Well, a little more than half, uh, and uh, commitments coming out of uh, Ottawa, which were unspecified, now are being specified. So I'm I'm impressed with the fact that we have to do this, but I'm unimpressed with the amount of money, and I'm unimpressed with the fact that it's an announcement. Almost it seems for an announcement's sake, and maybe I'm wrong, but we have somebody who is far more expert at this stuff than I am in David Perry, who uh, is CEO of Investigative Solutions Network, Inc., and he is Global News Radio's crime and security analyst.
2: Uh, Would you take issue with me, David? No, actually, I don't take issue with anything you said, Peter.
1: Nobody nobody ever does, David.
2: (laughs) 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 Well, I'm pretty sure that we could on a few things, but... Listen, I'm just going to give you my uh, sort of blunt uh, interpretation of what you said and what I heard today in terms of this announcement. So I agree with you. It's 11 million over two years. So it's 5.5 million a year. And that 5.5 million is across Ontario. And if you look at the center hub of the gun and gang activity in the province of Ontario, and I'm not saying that Ottawa is not impacted and other significant cities, but Toronto is the hub. And around yep. Toronto, we have uh, uh, other services like the OPP, Durham Regional Police, where I happen to live in Durham Region. I know we got a significant gang issue out here, as they do in Peel Region, as they do in York Region, Brampton, Hamilton, and many other communities. So you take that 5.5 million, start dividing that pie into all these various police services, is not a lot of money.
1: Well, they have this three hundred plus million dollar fund that they keep referring to that has to do with law and order and guns and gangs and everything that you could possibly throw into that pot, but very little of it apparently has been allocated on an across the board basis i 'm talking about countrywide where our real problem as you've pointed out and I think I, I have underscored it and doing it again is Toronto we have a problem in Toronto there are problems elsewhere I, I fully acknowledge that, but nowhere more so than than in Canada's biggest city and uh, a lot of people throwing money at the wall hoping some of it sticks but I don't see a real strategy that's been rolled out it's just something that comes up every once in a while and most especially when we get a couple of shootings
2: exactly and you know I I was recorded uh, with Alex Pearson back when the, the deep freeze first hit and I actually commented about now that the weather's here the shootings will really slow down until the things heat up again and that's exactly what happened we see that every year And uh, now that we're out of the deep freeze, we're starting to see an increase of shootings and gun-related homicides. And as the hot summer approaches, it's going to be just like it was last year or worse. It's going to be a shooting every day, a murder every second day, and our statistics, I think, are going to be quite high again. So the real issue here is, um, you know, we can talk about all of the uh, intervention and education pieces, which are all important, socio-economical pieces, which are all very important. But the reality is, in Toronto and in the GTA, we need more funding to support the gun and gang units who are trying to do the best they can with very limited resources. Let's listen to you. Go ahead. uh, Well, you know, we see from time to time, and I'm I'm saying this as a compliment to these hardworking officers that they do, you know, a multi-jurisdictional takedown where the search warrants are executed 50, 60 search warrants across the GTA. And that has a significant impact and takes quite a bite out of the gang activity. But so quickly are all those people either A, released from custody or B, replaced by other people who are just waiting in the wings to to take those positions that, uh, you know, the impact is not heading in the right direction. We're not seeing a decline in our shootings. We're not seeing a decline in our gun-related and gang-related homicides. So more money, more police officers, more special project with an intense focus on enforcement and gang activity, is, is in my view, the most significant piece of the puzzle in terms of turning around, you know, the statistical uh, situation that we find ourselves in today.
1: Well, I'm glad I'm hearing you say that, because I've been on the air on a number of occasions over the past couple of years where uh, I've said, you know, I'd love to see Tavis come back in, which was the the special task force that that dealt with this, and that was where the manpower was, because all of this crap, and it is crap, about oh, we're going to put in uh, shot spotters so we can hear where the gunshots are coming from. I'm sure it's great technology, but it's not going to stop the shot that's fired that it hears. Uh, you can put in uh, video cameras, and by the time uh, a police cruiser gets there, or multiple police cruisers get there, the damage is done, and the shooters or, or shooter, they're gone. Uh, I want to see manpower and I think Tavist is the way to go. You do, obviously, do. as well.
2: I do, and I'll tell you this. Um, you know, one of the reasons that there's they're such an attraction for, and then I'll say our mayor, John Tory, who I like, but I disagree with him on a whole pile of policing issues, um, he would be more comfortable with having that kind of technology and responding to the sounds of gunshots rather than dealing with the special interest groups who will be critical of the police on a continuous basis about their enforcement and the techniques that they use to combat what is the most serious issue facing the City of Toronto and other cities in the GTA. And well, it's, we need, it's really we simple. That. We can't you know, yeah. and thank you police any longer. Yeah, well, you're, you know something? You,
1: you said it all when you said, look, we, ha- we have to take our hats off to uh, these hardworking officers. We do, but we have to support them. And support them means we have to thicken the numbers. We have to give them more uh, horsepower. And if some people don't like um, uniformed officers and officers with nylon jackets that say police and big yellow letters on the back of them uh, rushing around with long guns to uh, take down bad guys, well, that's too bad because that's what we have to do.
2: Unfortunately, that's the, uh, the period of time we find ourselves in. I remember traveling to Europe in the early 1980s, and I was kind of shocked to, to travel around Paris and see police officers in military uniforms with uh, assault rifles and so on. But, you know, just a few days in Paris, you get used to it, and you say that's just part of the climate. And we're actually there now, too. We're, we're at the point where more often we're going to see police officers uh, involved in interactions with gang members that requires heavy you know, firepower and able to sustain what the the, the exercise is, and that's to apprehend them and make sure that every single police officer goes home after their shift.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much, David.
2: Always a pleasure.
1: All right, that's David Perry joining us. Uh, David Perry is, of course, our uh, organized crime uh, reduction specialist, if I can put it that way. Actually, uh, what we call him is our uh, crime specialist uh, here at Global News Radio.